This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt, and I'm joined by an ill Steve Anglesey. I've got a little bit of man flu snowflakes, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to bat through. Now, if you go back through these podcasts, I don't think I've ever been ill. But I reckon we've introduced you as the ill Steve Anglesey maybe five or six times. I think so, yeah. Do you know, do you know why I'm never ill? Why are you never ill? <laughs> because the studio's falling down around us. It is. <laughs> the, the, uh, I'm never ill because I have vitamins. Well, I've had vitamins this morning. Have you? Yeah. You probably need to take them over a longer period, though. Well, That's why I'm always so full of life, bounce around like Tigger. Do you take yours during the day? I'm a Tigger. You take yours during the uh, numerous times during the day. So I take. Um, I have cod liver oil in the morning. Oh. I have. What's what's the ones you get from oranges? Vitamin C. C. I have that. Yeah. Um, Mid morning. Yeah. Okay. Whereas Lunch. I just take an old man's all in one pill. Do you? Yeah. Of course. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm an old man. <laughs> Lunchtime it's Viagra. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then I just blitz the rest of the day away on class A drugs. Talking of Viagra, we've got a. Flexible extension, haven't we? To the, <laughs> we have until Halloween. That's, that's, I think that is more than the, the fifty milligram. If Viagra would like to sponsor this podcast, yeah, of course, yeah, we have. We'll get to that. But there's no Jerry again. We, no, can, I know. we, we basically can't find her. Um, we basically have lost Jerry. Um, yeah, if you've seen if, Jerry Scott, <laughs> she is actually uh, working today, but she's been called away from the office. Some. Brexit-related story, no doubt. Yes, I would so she, thought so. she will hopefully return next week. We were going to look into Jerry's crystal ball, so I've borrowed it. Maybe we could do a little bit of that oh, okay. at the end of the news. Um, and we will, of course, crown a Brexit week. But before we start, I thought we should really, we couldn't ignore the absolutely fantastic weekend we had last weekend doing the podcast live. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? It was a lot of fun, and it, and it is available. I'm sure many of you have already listened, and we put it out, uh, especially on Tuesday morning. So if you haven't, go back and... And listen, I guess it's a bit rough around the edges. It wasn't my part, anyway, because uh, you faced with a live audience, you know. But it was a lot of fun. It was very exciting. It was good. It was great to meet so many um, new European um, readers and podcast listeners. Absolutely, and I think it, it was it's good something to, we really... Uh, Go on. It was good to meet uh, two or three people who asked me if Mark Kindle really did eat, does eat lasagna and beans <laughs> for his lunch. And the answer uh, to production that... So the answer to that is yes, he does. He does. He, he loves does. it. So, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought the audience participation was fantastic. Um, we had uh, Lord Adonis, of course. We did, yeah. We had Alistair Campbell. He played his bagpipes. He finished with his bagpipes. And what you, what you couldn't um, obviously see on the, on the podcast was he actually marched out of 
the, the room where we were recording. Yeah, we were in a small room. So we were we headlining next year. Yeah, next um, year's headline. This pod, podcast next year will we'll be on. Will be billed above the puppet show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but not this year. And we were um, we were up against uh, Brexit Cast. Brexit Cast, which yeah. had hundreds of people in their big room. Yeah, all their tickets were free, of course. They were free. If so, you... I mean, even I fancy going to that. Yeah, for free. But um, we, Alistair marched out into the crowd that had been in there as they were leaving, and the presenters and all the people who were in there, and basically. Blew his pipes at them. He did, yes. And, uh, right, yeah. and it was very funny. It was funny. Um, and we also had the brilliant Amanda Chetwin Cowison, who is the co founder of FFS. FFS, yeah. Which uh, young people tell me stands for. Well, let's not say what it actually stands oh. for. But um, it's, it's for our future sake, isn't it? In, in, in is Amanda's uh, and, case. And Amanda was brilliant. And she we're was gonna, great, yeah. She's going to come on the pod she very is. shortly. So um, it, was, it was great to have her on as well. And. Uh, it was great. It was great to have you guys there because I think we all sort of didn't really think you existed. No, but we, you do actually exist. You know, we sit here in this uh, in, in this in, in our this... ivory tower. Yeah. If you saw the tawdry <laughs> conditions under which we are recording this podcast, <laughs> you would know how <laughs> how ironic the phrase "ivory tower" is. You wouldn't we're, believe. We're sitting here surrounded by two bits of cardboard. <laughs> Richard Porritt has tried to. I'll take a picture. <laughs> An Abbey Road style studio <laughs> out of two random bits of cardboard, and I have added to as a baffle, as I believe sound people call it. Yeah. I have added to it by I've brought Let's in see. a tea towel which we just found here in this room, and it is the tea towel. Oh, it's a niche tea towel. It is American presidents <laughs> of Ulster descent, and uh, I'm going to be giving you some highlights from this tea towel during the. Um, during the the uh, podcast, okay. Well, g- kick us off with one an American uh, an American president of Ulster descent. Well, uh, okay. So, the, uh, well, Andrew Jackson, uh, president more than once, of course. Seventh president. Um, uh, wasn't he seventh and ninth? Oh, I don't know. He might have been. I'm pretty sure Jacko was president twice. Wacko Jacko, as they used to call him, or maybe not. No, and probably not. The site of his uh, ancestral homeland is at. Bonnie before County Antrim. Lovely. Well, well, we'll come back to that. That's eight. Hey, who would want to turn off now? That's <laughs> when right. We can promise it's you. Good, isn't it? More American presidents. Once we get to of Ulster once we descent. get to Woodrow Wilson, I've got. Well, there are two pictures as well, which are really, there really are quite lovely exciting. drawings on this two talk. Oh, let me give you a sneak preview Go of on. a couple of these. Steve yeah. Grover Cleveland, who of course ah. was president twice. Yeah. Uh, he was president twenty second and twenty fourth president. Exact location of ancestral homeland not established, it says. And and Benjamin Harrison, again, he was president in between the two, the Grover Clevelands. Exact location of ancestral homeland not established. So, you know, a little bit of a stretch there. So I don't think Andrew Jackson was the president twice. He wasn't the president twice. No, it's Grover Cleveland you're thinking of. I am, but I think he, yeah, he stood a few times, I think, but... Yeah. Did he? Uh, anyway, uh, I, I was wrong. My apologies. It, okay. Every now and then it happens. Uh, anyway, what, what, we, we're really keen if you guys are, would like to see us do one live because we're, we're quite keen on doing another, aren't we? No, we won't just read out tea towels. No, we'll, even, we'll... not even that amusing tea towel about explaining <laughs> cricket to a foreigner. <laughs> we'll do some. We'll do some. Uh, we'll do some out, prep. He goes it. We'll do some prep, and we'll get some guests. But we're we're certainly looking into doing some live dates. So. Um, you know, keep we'll keep you posted on that because we'd love to. Cook. It was great to meet. Yeah, some it was of great, places, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, don't um, go over the top though. I really loved it. I really loved it. 
<laughs> it was when they were chanting my name. Poor Rich, poor, poor, poor Rich, poor, poor Rich. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was good. I was going, we, we cut that out of the pod, obviously. You know, my ego is large enough as it is. We gave away lots of merchandise as well. But we've still got lots. But we've still got lots of merchandise. If you do want some merch, then by all means, drop me a DM and, and give me your address and we can send, send you a few badges Yeah, that'd out. be nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you do that? Um, and they are lasagna and beans badges. They are. And stickers. And stickers. So, so Brexit then. Yeah, back to Brexit, <laughs> which is that's kind of what what the EU said, isn't it? We're going to back to Brexit. Oh, back then. to Brexit. Well, we are going to have a Halloween Brexit. It seems we are. Yeah. Um, so Theresa May went off, didn't she? Bless her again. She did to the continent. Her air miles are superb, aren't they? They must be huge. Very good. What's the furthest you've ever been on your air miles? Oh, I don't think I've, I don't think I've. Um... I've cashed them in for upgrades, but I've never, I've never actually booked a holiday on them. But I don't, you know, I think it's worth, it's worth it, isn't it, if you can upgrade to business? Oh, absolutely. Because it really is, it's better, isn't it? It is much, much better. Welcome to the Metropolitan Elite. I am the Metropolitan Elite. (coughs) The Metropolitan Elite podcast, brought to you by BA. Um, So, Halloween Brexit... Uh, Theresa May and EU leaders, it was very late, I was fast asleep. Yeah, me um, too. They, they signed off on a second extension. A second extension. Another extension, to, yeah. To the Article 50 process. Uh, it came through about midnight, one o'clock, I think. Um, and, and that actually averted what would have been an ordeal on Friday, because I think all of us knew that that wasn't, wasn't going to really happen. happen yeah. um, but there was only 48 hours to go, and I thought maybe it would have been good to have got Eddie Murphy yes. on, on Sky News or BBC News to, to do some Brexit. Gags. The captain. Yeah. Well, captain Doby from Starsky and Hutch used to give him 48 hours as well, didn't he? Is that right? I think he did, yeah. I think that might be where, where they got it from. And did they sleep? Or did you, 48 you just power hours? through? Do you go, off, I'm, off, I'm, off, I'm off now. I'm off, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch, catch the, the repeat of EastEnders on BBC Three. I think they probably do have a little nap, don't you? But you, just a power nap. I think you'd want to. I had an editor um, who used to have power naps on the floor on with the his floor. arms crossed oh, that's good. in his office. Yeah. Like Kenneth Williams and <laughs> Carry On Screaming. Yeah, yeah. His, that would be good. So I liked is, it when he said, please do not waste this time. Donald Tusk, <laughs> yeah, that was good. Please. And then when we, we come, they came, they all came back today, and now they're all on holiday until April the twenty third. That's right. Yeah, don't waste it. Uh, so, so as you mentioned, and of this course, is there's a, a massive, isn't there's a massive holiday from the end of July to the start of September as well. Basically, isn't we've got another ten days before we need to start Brexit. Yeah, don't waste, don't waste your time. <laughs> this is a flex extension, which um, is a term that is suddenly everywhere, but probably wasn't even invented this time next week, last week, uh, which means that. We will leave on October the thirtieth, but probably not. Probably not. Um, but if, especially since it's October the thirty-first, <clears throat> if Theresa May can get her uh, well shit together, yeah, uh, before then, we we can leave before. Yeah, we can. Yeah. So, um, in fact, I want to get to Macron and uh, and Merkel and all that in in a second. But let me just quickly run through, just so we're up to speed. All right, because I like to get. I just like to you get like my, doing this. I like to you? get my ducks in a row. Yeah, recapping. The recap. Stuff that everyone that's knows. it. I'm going to recap. I like for it. You. Some people will be coming to us for, for news. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get your Brexit news? <laughs> I, just, I, would, I download this podcast once a week. And then Sorry, the rest of the, Blue the and time, like, ah, Don't listen to it. No, <laughs> is it gone off the news now? Right, ask me if there are any if string. You, if you, do you think they should start doing it on the news? If you don't want to know the score from <laughs> Brussels, please look away now. 
Uh, they, nil. They've, they've only just nailed that the on, the, on the on the Saturday evening news because when I were a kid, I used to t- try and ignore match of the day. I'd go go and watch Huddersfield. Didn't need to. They always got beat four or five nil. Yes. Then as they still do these days. Then I would avoid the results. Then watch match of the day. Mm. And if you turned the news on, you got it. Oh, I had a dodgy remote as well. If oh. you want to, or if you don't want to hear the scores, please avert your eyes now. Or and they, but they would read them out. Please leave, leave the out. room. Yeah. Leave the yeah, room. Yeah, That's yeah. What but they go. Please leave the room now. Liverpool two. Exactly. And you'd be like, ah. Now they've got the it. Room, they leave you've got a very large front room. Well, you can imagine, can't you? In in the uh, in the back streets style. of well, now it's now it's a bit different. In the back streets of Huddersfield, where I grew up, yeah, the mansion we lived it in. It was easy to leave the uh, room. Yeah, quickly. it wasn't, wasn't much of a problem. Um, so anyway, there's going to be a, a progress review on June the twentieth. Is that that'll be pointless? Yeah. Um, they, I mean, the big thing that is annoy, annoying the Brexiteers, of course, is the fact that Britain will have to take part in EU Parliament well, elections. You say that, but Theresa May is still, <laughs> she's still very hopeful, uh, isn't she? I mean, she she keeps saying <coughs> if we pass a deal, her deal, yeah, at the fourth attempt before the twenty second of May, yeah, we don't have to take part in the European elections, which start on the. 23rd of May, and I suppose when you've wasted 4 billion quid on this already, or up to 66 billion quid has gone out of yeah. our economy, yeah. but we've actually physically spent 4 billion quid, haven't yeah. we, on this so far, I don't, I don't, then I what's another, last weekend. what's shutting down a load of schools for the day and printing up millions of ballot forms and <laughs> paying off all these people to, to work? What's that in the grand scheme of things? Well, quite. Um, I think it's fairly clear that we will be taking part in the EU parliamentary elections. Yes. Uh, on well, we'll talk about that. that. We can talk on... about that some more as well after you've done your All right, good. Your There's lots to get through. Um, May, is, May 23rd yeah. to May 26th, that is. Um, if, if we decide that we don't want to do that, yeah. we actually get kicked out on June 1st. We actually, with a, with a fleeing iron and a boot in our backside. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, Tusk said that the UK is expected to continue its sincere cooperation, but I think they've I think they've been quite grown up about it. The EU they've not they've not really gone for us. They could have made it tougher, yes, they could have um, if they wanted to, but they didn't. Um, is this the final delay? Well, probably not. If we're no. honest, um, Tusk of course didn't rely any further extensions beyond October, and like you say, he said, "Don't waste your time." There was um, a bit of posturing, wasn't there, from you know over this because this time last week we were talking about a. A year's extension, weren't we? Well, and then, and then, and then we thought that, you know, we were going to. It was going to be an extension until December the thirty-first, a Happy New Year <laughs> extension. A bit different from that. But Macron well, is. Well, let's get to Macron in a sec. I'm still doing my oh, recap. Oh, sorry, you're still <laughs> doing your recap. It's so <laughs> enthralling. I'm, yeah, I know. I can tell you really. Well yeah, I am, yeah, yeah. Um, I love this. I just bit. want to talk. To, <laughs> just want to talk to you actually. Okay. Because because you're a clever chap. Yeah, good. And your views are appreciated. <laughs> Welcomed, <laughs> and it's not like you talk too much or anything. No. Um, do you think that, that, that this has left her humiliated? I mean, it, it, because she she wanted less. Macron wanted more. Uh, Merkel wanted more. Yes. We've sort of fallen somewhere in between, haven't we? Yes. So well, is she humiliated? Well, I, mean? I think she's humiliated in that she has said, as Prime Minister, I'm not prepared to delay Brexit any later than the 30th of June. Yeah. Which is plainly going to happen. Yes. Yeah, so she, but, she, but then she also said we were, would be leaving the EU on the 29th of March. And as we know from Mark Francois, 
She said that so often. She said I it a hundred and eight times, I think. He said, it ringing in my ears. He said, and, and you know, why would anything that Mark, Mark Francois <laughs> say be say, say be false? I've so. got a feeling we might be hearing about Mark later. I on. would have thought we were. I thought I thought we will. Yeah. Well, she was asked. I thought. I thought this was interesting. Well, I she's going to carry on, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I um I watched I'm, back the press we'll conference. Come to that later on as well. And she said. Um, she was asked if she should apologise to the nation. Yes. Really good question, actually. Beth Rigby, wasn't it? And yeah. she said, Beth Rigby, nailing it every time. She's Fantastic. Right, she? If sufficient members of Parliament had voted with me in January, we would already be out of the European Union. <laughs> 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 basically what she said. Um, that, is the, this delay is not going to go it down well. It could be the third flea bag system, Beth Rigby, I, I think. Oh, yeah. That would be good, wouldn't that it? That would be cool, wouldn't it? Would the dad like her? That was... I, I don't, if you've not seen Fleabag, then this is not going to ruin it for you. Have you seen the last episode? It's a work of genius, like it the rest of the absolutely series. absolutely fantastic. fantastic. Where her and Dad Wonderful. are chatting on the wedding day, and uh, he says, I, I love you, but I don't like you. And he says, oh, father doesn't like his daughters. He goes, well, I like Claire. <laughs> <laughs> what a great line. It was great. Absolutely brilliant. Um, real, real work of genius. Um, the delay, is that going to... It's not going to go down well with the Tories, is it, really? I don't think. Uh, I wouldn't have imagined so. It won't go down with the ERG, and the ERG are, are pretty focused now on on changing the, the Prime Minister, aren't they? Mm. But, of course, they could change the Prime Minister. It's hard to see how they will, because she is digging in and trying yeah. to stop the ERG from taking over and taking control of all of yeah. this. But even if they change the Prime Minister, how are they going to change the maths in Parliament? Are the ERG really going to risk a general election? Um, with the, the Conservatives' popularity as it is I at the really moment. Do, I can't are, see it. are they even going to vote for it? Most Tories even going to vote for a general election? I just election? don't think so. Um, I just can't see it. And are they going <clears> to risk <throat> bringing down Theresa May in a parliamentary vote of confidence, which would then give Jeremy Corbyn a, you know, a couple of weeks to, to sort of run around trying to form a government? Which, he, I mean, he could form a minority government, could, couldn't he? Could, yeah. Um, with the SNP and the Lib Dems, possibly. Well, exactly, yes. Yeah. Here's what she said. Um, uh, she acknowledged a huge frustration. The choices we now face are stark and the timetable is clear. Because previously, Theresa, the timetable hasn't been clear. No, it's not been clear so before, thank no. goodness we've cleared that up. Almost three years, at least we've got a timetable now. We must now press on at a pace. Were they not pressing on at a pace before? No. We must now press on at a pace with our efforts to reach a consensus on a deal that is in the national interest. I just wonder... If only she'd thought of that a couple of years ago. Yeah, it'd be great, wouldn't it? I do not pretend the next few weeks will be easy or that there is a simple way to break the deadlock in Parliament. Again, really insightful stuff, Theresa. Thank you very much. But we have a duty as politicians to find a way to fulfil the democratic decision of the referendum, deliver Brexit and move our country forward. Nothing is more pressing or more vital apart from the Easter holidays. Yeah, which I will now go on. <laughs> which I am now, oh, now off. Go See for you a later. nice walk with Arthur Askin. <laughs> extraordinary, extraordinary night it was. It would be, it had been good. When she said the choices we now face are stark, I thought it would have been good if she oh, said Tony the Stark. choices we now face are <laughs> Tony Stark or a coalition of chaos with Thanos. <laughs> And we could have got into a whole <laughs> Avengers Endgame thing there. <laughs> oh no! Which super? Which, which I, I'm not massive on superhero films, right? I'm, I'm, who would be Remain and who would be? Yeah. Well, Stark would be Remain because he's got a lot of he's got a lot of moolah like, uh, riding on. He would do big business. 
Uh, well, would... I don't know. You see, but you know, Black Panther. You would have thought Remain. He's from a sort <sighs> of emerging economy, isn't yeah, he? I would have thought. Yeah, so. again, but then, but then um, they stood alone, didn't they, for for many years and wow. developed all their own yeah. sort of scientific discoveries and yeah. that. So maybe, yeah. maybe he is much leaked. like. Black is, Widow, is, I think, is probably leave, isn't she? Because she's Russian and that, and you know, they've been oh. involved, be involved with, um, you know, Assange and all of that. Putin, Spider Man, he's only about of, sixteen, isn't he? So he would be remain. Yeah, he's a, he's a very young. What's he isn't called? He? Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Yeah. <clears throat> what about Superman though? Well, he's he's DC, isn't he? Well, so. Okay, you've, you've so got, Marvel and DC, we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I reckon, he's not in the Avengers. No, no. Let's just talk about superheroes in general. In general, Superman, yeah. you see, he works for the Daily Planet. Now, I think the Daily Planet might be a bit, a bit, rem- a bit levy, a bit, a bit like, like the, the Daily Telegraph. Telegraph. So I won't be surprised if Superman, maybe a soft Brexiteer. Yeah. Well, J. J. Jones Jameson, Spider Man's boss. Yeah. Although I don't think we've met him yet in the newest Spider-Man. Oh right, I'm still watching the ones that used to get out of Japan in the early in the seventies and eighties. But he would he would definitely be hard Brexit, wouldn't he? Oh good, because he was a a hard nosed newspaper guy, wasn't he? He was. Uh, J. Um, Jonah Jameson, so he'd be hard Brexit. Thor from the Nordic countries. Oh, ooh. Well, I mean, actually from Valhalla. Yeah. Um, so Ooh. I don't know. Tricky one that. It is tricky. I. They have a sort of you know he could mm. it could be Norway option, couldn't it? He'd be the Norway option, definitely. Um, definitely. Uh, Wonder Captain Woman. Captain America. Captain what? Captain Coming America is MAGA. Chlorinated chicken. He is definitely MAGA. Isn't he, he wouldn't. Yes, exactly. Is there He'd another one? Out. I've seen Captain America as a woman now. Well, that's that's that's. Is that, that right? No, that's Captain Marvel. Oh right. Yeah. So, okay, so we've sorted that out. We've sorted all that out. Um, I'm interested in Macron's role in all this because I think he saw an opportunity here. Macron, we spoke about him briefly last week, but Macron is an interesting chap because I think he, I think he, I think what might trip him up in future is his desire for a legacy and to be this seen as a great, this sort of you know De Gaulle character even in yes. France. Um, and and he was playing sort of hardball a little bit, wasn't he? He wanted a shorter extension. He was, yeah. And he went up against Mama Merkel, of course. And why do we think he did want a shorter extension? Is it for any good reason other than posturing? Yeah, well, I think it probably was. Low poll ratings, throwing something, throwing a bone to the, the gilet jaune yeah. or whatever. I, I, think that, I think that's right. And it, it, it I don't ended... know why the gilet jaune should particularly want a, you know, a I think Brexit, he... which is going to cause the EU, a no-deal Brexit, which is going to cause the EU a load of bother, but... I think he just needed. I think he just wanted to flex his muscles a little bit, really. Yes, um, and he, he did. Yeah. But he, I think probably, um, you know, when it, when it comes to statesmanship, the, the the better decision would be a more more long term one rather than quick poll ratings. Yeah. Um, and and he it would he would have been better to be right. a bit more magnanimous about to, it. He wants to, you know, and, and in reality, he's got it postponed by two months, hasn't he? Because I don't think April twenty twenty was going to be a starter. Um, Perhaps not in the first Perhaps place. Perhaps not. But so, Tusk and, and Merkel came across as the grown-ups, I think, in in the last two days. Yes. Um, yes. And, you know, he, he has got some bold ideas for the for the EU. Macron. He's talking about EU-wide immigration, an EU uh, a, 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 an asylum policy for the whole EU. Yes. Um, common European defence. Um, well, he has. Yeah. But he has. But are they slightly at odds with um, with uh, Merkel's yeah. successor and, yeah. and what she thinks? I think so. 
And so he, AKK, she's yeah. known as, isn't so, she? So is he trying to position himself as the sort of Mr Europe, you know, the man who might be Monsieur able to... Mr Europe, well, I think, that's, Europe, I think that's probably part of it. But is that really wildly popular with the, the, the sort of people that he appeared to be pandering to now? So Well, quite... It's a it's a tricky one, but the, I think I, I think now we've got EU uh, EU leaders, not Merkel so much, but but certainly Macron looking beyond Brexit as well. So what I'm trying to get at is that we've got another, we've got something else in play now. We've got Theresa May's political career is dying. Yes. We, the EU are worried about what happens after May. Yes. EU leaders are worried about what happens after Brexit and yes. how they are now seen on that part. I, mean, you know, we we worry about no Brexit, but but trust me, there are concerns on the continent about no Brexit as well. And I don't think that um, the people of France would be would be overjoyed if Macron or whoever that's just an example were the person behind uh, the, causing a no deal Brexit. Yes, I think so. I, I, I don't think so either, because I think, you know, the, the damage to us would be huge, but there would be some damage to the EU. That's I don't think that's ever been in doubt. But I also think it's a, you know, it, it's a slightly... It's a very interesting time for the EU, isn't it? You know, oh, yeah. you've got people who are... People who are, you know, in senior EU institutions and people who are rising in governments of the EU saying that maybe what you want is... They're talking about the, the sort of two-tier Europe that David Cameron used to talk about, aren't they? Where yeah. there is a, you know, where there is a, um, a, a core of people who are committed to greater unity, greater sharing of resources. Maybe there is some kind of EU army. Maybe there's a, a security force, rather. Yeah. Um, and then there are the outliers, <laughs> and presumably that would mean you would you would be able to pull people like Norway and Switzerland into the outer ring, um, um, but also some people would well, would fall this out. Is an inter- you know? It's an interesting. Is it something that could work? I don't know. And would you want to be in? You know, would 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 Britain? Could Britain be in that outer ring at least? Well, I, I think that's isn't that kind the, of soft Brexit? I think that's yeah. kind of the suggestion, isn't it? Um, so I mean, it's, so it's a very interesting time. Kind of already got that to some extent, haven't we? Well, we have. Yeah. Does there need to be or uh, a closer alignment between those that are in the outer ring, rather than there being yeah. bespoke deals for for everyone who wants but to what sort are of the have... conditions of the outer of even the outer <laughs> ring? If the conditions are, are the free are freedom of movement, as they probably should be, yeah, you might um, as well be in the inner ring. Then, well, I would have thought It's sounding so. a bit like uh, a, a, an agricultural show all it is, of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or the picture of the great picture of the black hole. Oh, wow. Amazing. Oh, my God. And it was the, the, the getting it from one place, that actual, I don't know quite what this means, but it would have broken the internet, wouldn't it, if they'd have taken all the data and stuff they needed to make the picture. So they had to put it on like a million hard drives. Yes. And actually physically take it there. Yes. Brilliant. It is quite something, isn't it? It's fantastic. I'd have just knocked it up on yeah. in Canva oh, yeah. in my lunch hour yeah. and gone, yeah, I've yeah. done it now. Done it. Oh, easy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and here's another one. <laughs> oh, this I, one's smiling, look. I took this one a few minutes ago. <laughs> this one's falling asleep and falling off a windowsill. Do you want to talk about Mrs May's dinner in Brussels? Yes, please. 
Do you know what she had well, in Brussels? I think she probably takes her own chicken lasagna just well, to be safe. So she? the EU... You've got to be careful. You can't take pies out of the UK after she, Brexit. She was, inv- she was <coughs> asked to leave, wasn't she, as, yeah. as, as she is now? <laughs> she, even when she sits down for dinner with... Um, with uh, Philip, yeah. yeah, I reckon she she sort of you know if her mind wanders, she'll just about to start, and then she'll go, oh no, of course, yeah, yeah, and just yeah. walk off into the distance. So last time she had to sit in a windowless room, didn't she, for, <laughs> for five hours, and they they got a takeaway in. Didn't Can you they? imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon there was like any chairs? I bet there were no chairs either. Just watching, <laughs> watching old episodes of Rosemary and Time on the ITV hub. Probably. Oh, this is a good one. I've not seen this. What takeaway would Theresa May have? Scott and well. Bailey. Oh, no. I'll get some. Uh, what takeaway would you like, well, uh, Prime Minister? Oh, uh, roast potatoes. Mark, yes. <laughs> well, it'd no. be a Marks and Spencer's prawn sandwich, wouldn't it, or something yeah, like that? Yeah. I would imagine. And nothing. Some, nothing. Some what? prosecco crisps. Just to be daring. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm feeling a bit tipsy. <laughs> so the EU, the 27 EU, uh, the 27 leaders and the EU uh, people had a sort of warm scallop salad. Oh, that sounds of, nice, doesn't it? Does sound nice. Loin of cod with brown shrimps, particular favourite of mine. Mini mushroom arancini on the side. Oh yes, please. I like arancini. Not, I can't eat mushrooms. But oh, I, I love mushrooms. So that sounds. And then for dessert. Uh, an iced macadamia nut parfait, which sounds lovely. I would have left that. Theresa May, who I think went back to our embassy rather than went up to for the windowless room this time. Lamb with mint sauce followed by treacle tart. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just brilliant, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Dad's army playing in the corner of the room. <laughs> Absolutely. Bully, bully beef followed by jam roly-poly. <laughs> it was magic. We had beef, beef spread. <laughs> sandwiches, potted potted beef sandwiches. Why don't you ever get? Poly. Why don't you ever get any more open sandwiches? Open sandwiches. Yeah. Well, you need to wait. You you need to go on holiday to Sweden. Land of the open sandwich. But I, I, all sandwiches ent- are open there. My entire childhood was that sexuality is open and sandwiches. <laughs> my childhood was filled with open sandwiches. I thought it was posh to have an open sandwich. Did you? Yeah. Is there a lot of open sandwiches in Huddersfield? There was when I was a boy. Usually potted beef. Potted but it, beef. If it was... Um, what were the open sandwiches? Well, it obviously clearly wasn't posh, was it? It was to cut down on the amount of bread On the used. amount of bread. Yeah. So you just had to fold them over. Yeah, you could yeah. do that. Did you have them in... Cut, did your mum cut them into halves or, or triangles? Oh, oh, triangles, and I still do. On the... On the yeah. On Triang- the hook, as they say, in these parts. That's right. Triangle. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I like the triangle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like the triangle, but in now as a sandwich cutter, yeah, I, I go the half. Do you? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. a switcher. I'm a switcher. Yeah. Oh my god, that's extraordinary. Do you know there is actually some scientific research on, on how you cut your sandwich? Is there? Yeah. Go and check it out. It's really interesting. Right. Okay. Does it um, mean I'm, is it going to say I'm a serial killer or I something think, like that? Yeah. What do you see? I see a. <laughs> I see a triangle fish finger sandwich. <laughs> um, yes. Mind Hunter with Steve Anglesey. <laughs> Can you cut this sandwich for me, please? <laughs> what were you talking about before we started cutting sandwiches? I was talking about warm scallop salad, which oh, I could eat right good, now. That yeah. That's macadamia nut. I wonder what they... They would have had, a, they would have had some wine from the, from the um, cellar, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah, they'd have had wine from the EU cellar. And she, what would what you would have she, with that seafood, Red? What would she have? I don't really know how to match wines with foods. Oh, no, you'd, have a bit, you'd probably have a crisp... 
I always have white. I, I've gone off red. Something from the Loire Valley. Yeah, look at you. Uh, hey. It'd be very nice, wouldn't it? And what would she have with a lamb and mint sauce and treacle tart? Oh, I would have thought half a, M&S, light, half a light ale. M&S tin and tonic. <laughs> tin and tonic. <laughs> they have changed the world, those... Um, they have. In supermarkets, they call them party drinks. Do they? Party drinks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Party, Party drinks. drinks. I may have said this before, but I heard a great... Uh, I probably have, so you can fast-forward over this bit. But Paula Hawkins, who wrote the worldwide bestseller, The Girl on the Train, I yeah. had a great interview with Paula Hawkins um, a few, a couple of years ago now, and she said that... Uh, they said, what have you been doing since you became worldwide famous? And she said, I've been doing a book tour of America. And they said, oh, what sort of things do you get asked? And she said, the first question... Uh, every tour, always asked by a woman, is, is it true that in England you can get gin and tonic in a can? Wow. Is that right? And Yeah, every time. Well, it's really, this is really weird. The stars have aligned here. Yeah. Because I think the, Mark Indle has become a star of this pod, of course. Ooh. The Dalek was a star of this pod. Yes. We've got a friend that we refer to as Colonel Kurtz. Oh, Yes. Colonel Kurtz has just said, this is absolutely true, she's, right? she's, she's just sent me a she's review. She's emailed in from the... She's sent me a review from the jungle. Yeah. She's emailed in a review of Girl on the Train. Look, there, you see? It's true, isn't it? For the listeners, here. <laughs> Girl, Girl on a Train. I'd say as shit as Fifty Shades. In the end, I just read the quotes. <laughs> we should get her to review some more books. Excellent. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Colonel Kurtz Book Club is a thing. Colonel Kurtz Book Club, that's your next badge order. <laughs> the horror. The horror. The horror. <laughs> we we kind of thought that the, the pound might actually bounce a little bit on the back of the extension. Yes. It hasn't at all. Complete flatline. No. Um, the, In fact, it's fared so badly that you almost imagine there should be a picture of Nigel Farage pointing at a graph of <laughs> Yes, well, there probably is somewhere. Um, uh, it's, one, one electronic trading head told the FT, get this, Sterling is completely dead. <laughs> is, that, is that good? If there are any economists listening, can they, good. Can, they, can they call in? And <laughs> I, think, um, I think basically... Uh, with, with this same person, in fact, added, long-term investors have already picked up their bets. Short-term traders have given up on trying to chase headline-driven news because the current lack of movement in the pound, um, it, but you basically can't predict what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's so too much uncertainty. Usually they, they quite like something unpredictable happening because they can they can bet you know for or against a currency. It's so unpredictable that they can't, so they're just not bothering. Um, so... Bad news for, for for the pound, basically depending on where you know where you uh, where you stand on those things, of course. But um, the other interesting thing is, uh, in my opinion, is f- first quarter this year we're expecting um, some some reasonably good um, GDP, etc. And and the, yes. what 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 a lot of people are predicting, a lot of economists are predicting that it, a reason behind that is is stockpiling. Right? Yes, that's right. Yes. So as it, so in the end, Brexit was a good thing because we stockpiled good GDP. Oh, oh no 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 no, because of course in the second quarter they won't need to buy as much stuff. No, that's true. So it will come bouncing back down to earth. So the, the medium, um, so the short term hurts. Long term, we're going to Brexit. That hurts, and the medium term is that people are spending less. Yes, uh, businesses, business investment. 
Um, business investment is already down for the past four quarters, and a, a pro, a, you know a, a further uncertainty and the prolonging of, of Brexit is only going to make that that worse. Um, and I, I just I just think that although people are carrying on spending, mm. there are some really scary underlying uh, issues with the British economy. Um, that I, I think are getting lost in the in the political drama of this whole thing. Yes, they are. This um, is true. And I, I, I just I, I can just feel this looming big bite on the arse for Britain, whether it is once we've left or even if we stay. Yes. Because of this uncertainty, I think we're in for a really rocky, yes, rocky time either way. I agree. I mean, batting down the hatches, even if the, even if there was a second referendum, which businesses would obviously welcome. And we were to remain, I think that this messing about for the past three years, the uncertainty, the way it's been so badly handled, is going to impact our economy, whatever happens. I think you're right. What do you want to talk about? Uh, I wanted to give you an update <laughs> from the uh, tea towel, which yes, we please. found, which, yes. is, um, which of course is... It deserves American, a jingle. ...American presidents of Ulster descent. Uh, and there's a lovely picture on it of... Um, Simple, simple folk here. They're waving uh, their simple ancestors folk. away, uh, aren't they? Um, they've got oh, this man has got a, a handkerchief on a stick, and he's waving his ancestors or not his ancestors. He's waving his family away, aren't they? Oh, it's a go away. Some, some other people here appear to be riding to um, to the new world um, in a in a simple. Well, it, it's a it's just a, a, a little. Craft with oars, isn't it? They're not going to get very far there, I don't think. Um, anyway, I'll give you an update. Beautiful, there you go. Uh, we've got Ulysses Simpson Grant, Ulysses S. Grant. He was the president between 1869 and uh, 1877. He was the 18th president of the USA. I've got a beautiful uh, image here of his ancestral homeland near Ballygawley, County Tyrone. It's Love nice, it. isn't it? Look. It is. A bit of wisteria. It's got a gate. But my particular favourite so far is Chester Arthur, Chester Allen Arthur, Good who beard. was president, 21st president, 1881 to 1885, and his ancestral homestead uh, is at uh, Cully uh, Barkey, County Antrim. Yeah. And what two things can we see? I mean, it's quite a... Oh, it's, it's nice. It's a humble... It origin. Is. It's nice. It's a, there's a drawing which has been transplanted yeah. onto a tea towel. He's got a barrel, barrel under his pipe to catch the spare water. Very environmentally sound. But also, sound. rather than just leaving it out, there's a little safety gate there in, is. in the drawing. Obviously, there's a hole there, and somebody's put a safety gate around. Don't don't step there. Mm. And rather than removing it on the drawing, they've kept it in. They, <laughs> so he's, he's actually drawn the safety gate around a hole, and I'm not sure. But when <laughs> Chester Arthur Allen's old Ain folk were, were there, they had that safety gate, but he's left it in on the drawing. So uh, more updates later on. To turn that off. Beautiful. Um, g- great. Well, you know, I, it's uh, been an extraordinary week. Yeah. But I quickly, think it's been a good week for us, hasn't it? Well, d- here we go. So I was, that's exactly what I was going to ask you. I think we're closer to a no-deal Brexit than ever, but I also think we're closer to a, a um, confirmatory vote than ever. Yes, I would have thought so. I mean, even Richard Burgon, mm. uh, former Richard. husband of... Big on! Former <laughs> that's husband how you pronounce it. Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, <laughs> no. He's the justice, Shadow Justice Secretary, isn't he, Richard Burgon, and a big 
sort of Corbin Easter. He's part of the Seamus Milne, Rebecca Long Bailey. Shameless Milne. Uh, diehards, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and even he, uh, who normally um, is dragged out to pour scorn on the idea of a people's vote, Thursday morning's Today programme, the, the, the idea of a people's vote or a confirmatory referendum or a second referendum was put to him uh, and his head didn't start revolving as it normally does. And obviously people like John McDonnell, Emily <coughs> Thornberry, Tom Watson now firmly in the camp yeah. um, for a second referendum. So all that is good news. Uh, I think Labour are probably going to walk out of these negotiations, aren't they? All these <laughs> yeah, negotiations are going to come yeah, to nothing. Of course. Um, and I think we'll be having, when they come back in um, at the end of April, we'll be having some rather meaningless votes. Yep. Possibly on May's deal again. Yeah. Possibly on Labour's deal again. Got a bit again. more time now. Possibly on the second referendum again. MV12. The thing is, you know, we, we don't have to. We don't have to. All we have to do is have a second referendum in play before uh, Halloween. We yeah. don't have to have done it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I know some people were saying, yeah. "Well, it's not. Doesn't leave us very long, does no, it?" To no. do a referendum. Plenty of time. No, we've got plenty of time. I agree with you. And we are winning, and the numbers are moving our way. So stick with it, snowflakes. Stick with it. Right. I think we should take a breather, and then do Brexit of the week. What do you think? Yeah. Great. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Your first 13 issues of The New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting Podcast One or order online at our website www.neweuropean.co.uk Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back. That was a bumper news there. It was, Steve. There was a lot of news. There was a lot of news. Well, there was some news and there was a lot of tea towel. Yeah, I've got another tea towel update, the final tea towel good, update. Good, good. Well, bring that to us now. Uh, well, so Woodrow Wilson, who was president between 1913, he was the First World War president, wasn't he? 1913 and 1921. Uh, and his ancestral homestead is located at uh, Durgolt. County Tyrone. Can you describe what you see in the picture of the outside? Absolutely. I'll let my words paint it's a picture. Beautiful, isn't it? So we've got a thatched roof. It's a thatched roof. Um, and we've got a red door. Long white building, isn't it? Long white building. It, it seems. It seems that it, it, part, partly on a single floor, and then a, and then a sort of townhouse yeah. in the middle. I mean, a sort maybe of they were extension. A flex extension. Maybe they were sort of barns that have been put together. There's yeah, a, yeah. There's a nice tree. And then um, we've also got. Rarely, we've got the interior. Oh, um, of the living oh, room yeah. of Wilson Homestead. So this is like right move. And there is a real, a there's a sort of roaring real fire with an old kettle that they used to hang over the fire. That's oh, beautiful. And they've got, you know, it's got sort some sort of, you know, naive it's country style wooden chairs and very nice. A little what do you call pot. that? There, yeah, this thing. And uh, I don't know. It's like sort of a low stool, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it's for, for for when you saw it in the fire out. And it? then up here, in this, in a similar way that he has painted the safety gate in the other thing, uh, there appears to be a CD player. <laughs> a, a crude CD player up by the... Up by the... On the, on the fireplace there. there as is. I'm sure it was when Woodrow visited the old sod. There is a CD 
CD. Oh my god! Right, there. we will take some pictures. Check out our Twitter feeds, and we'll take Ancestral some pictures. Of homelands of American presidents. Superb tea Ulster. towel. Beautiful. And maybe we could. Maybe we should. Um, I don't know. We should find a way to give that away. It's a lovely thing. Isn't is it, it? yours? It's not yours. Is it's it? We not can't mine, really no, give things away that aren't ours. Brexit of the week. Also, Steve. Chester Allen Arthur, president between eighteen eighty one and eighty five, looks like he's got a Walkman on. He looks. Yeah. <laughs> He looks like Jack the Ripper. Does he? Let he me looks see. like William Gull in the uh, fantastic Alan Moore book From Hell. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, uh, McKinley, President McKinley, has got Spock ears. He spotted something, him, hasn't he? Look at that. Teddy Roosevelt's got a monocle in. Did he have a monocle? I don't know. <laughs> All a bit sketchy, this. So, Jack the Ripper, uh, a monocle wearing Teddy Roosevelt, and, um, yeah, and then a man with a yeah, CD player. Well, the Americans are always first with technology, I find. They are. Maybe the safety gate was to keep in Jack the Ripper because that is that was his safety gate. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, probably the thought of that. Anyway, what should the listener do? Right? Oh, yes, Brexiteer of the Week. Yeah. It's not over <laughs> till it's over. Brexiteer of the Week. I think last week we Mark Francois was the Brexiteer of the Week and. Yeah. Really, he should be the Brexiteer of the week again. Yeah. But I don't think I can. I don't think I can do it. But so many brilliant things about Marc Francois this week. Uh, he is the scrappy do of Brexit. Um, uh, he started the week demanding a second vote on Theresa May's leadership, didn't he? And he said, "Now the situation has clearly changed. Colleagues should be given the chance to test their confidence in the Prime Minister." And of course, that is a far cry from when um, he was asked. A couple of months ago, whether everybody, anybody else, should get a second vote on Brexit itself because <laughs> circumstances have clearly changed, and he said it wouldn't be appropriate. Uh, and then he said uh, on CNN there shouldn't be a second referendum because we've already had one. What would be the point? We took a decision, and it was a very clear decision. And of course, Theresa May won her confidence vote in December by sixty-three percent to thirty-seven percent, um, and that is a lot more convincing to me than the very clear 52 to 48 percent that squashed Peter Griffin, uh, Marc Francois, uh, says. This, all of this, by the way, didn't stop Charlotte Gill in the Telegraph saying that um, Marc Francois had emerged as a real leader among Brexiteers, oh, hinting, <laughs> hinting that he could actually be the leader of the Conservative Party. No. Little, little Billy Bond, the Benny the Ball, Marc Francois. And she said it was just snobbishness on our part that we didn't yeah. take him seriously. Yeah. And it isn't snobbishness. The reason we don't take him seriously is because he's a f***ing idiot. Um, and um, he, let's just go through his attempts to sound not like an idiot in full. He said this week he he, uh, he wrote the, this terrible letter, didn't he, uh, to Graham Brady, um, who's probably had enough of getting letters from Marc Francois. It's like um, when you're the, it's like isn't it when you're the, the the sort of when you're running the neighbourhood watch and there's that one person who keeps sending the letter about the people next door and I don't like their wisteria and all of this. <laughs> he, he wrote in it after hubris comes nemesis, which sounds clever, doesn't it? But actually. It's the titles of the first and the second volumes of the biography of Hitler by Ian Kershaw. <laughs> All he's done is just look up at his bookcase and go, oh, after hubris comes Nemesis. That sounds good. I'll write that down. Then he read out that long Tennyson poem, didn't he? Ulysses, I think it's called. That's right, yeah. At the press conference. Yeah. And you went, oh, that's a bit of a change-up. And then uh, and then you realise that, so where have I heard that before? And it's the poem that is read out by Judy Dench towards the end of Skyfall. Yes. And what happens then to yeah. Judy Dench? Yeah. 
she gets captured, doesn't she, by old Bardem, has to go up to Skyfall in Scotland and eventually gets shot and the killed. The other thing, I tell you what, that really annoyed that annoyed me. I was reminded of how annoyed I was previously about about uh, politicians reading poetry out on the Today programme this morning. That annoyed me because that's a good poem, right? And it shouldn't be appropriated for someone's extreme political beliefs. Yeah. I was equally annoyed. In fact, I was even more annoyed because Shelley is my favourite poet. Pete Shelley. Pete Shelley. Yeah. He was great, wasn't he? Percy. Percy. And Corbyn read out um, a great um, Shelley poem at Glastonbury. He did. That annoyed me as well. Just leave the poetry out of it and do policy. Policy, not poetry. That's what I'd stand on. That's good, I love that. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't I'm want to th- ban poetry. No, I'm thinking about Pete Shelley now. What's your favourite line by Pete Shelley? Oh. Shall I tell you mine? Yeah. It's on his, it's, um, I think it's called Keats's Song, and it's on his solo album, home, first solo album, Homo Sapien, and it ends with the line, Oh, Keats was so clever, a thing of beauty is a joy forever. Very Beautiful. Nice. Good old Pete Shelley. Nice. Um, Mark Francois also said that um, if we had to do the European elections, the EU will be facing perfidious Albion on speed. First of all, Perfidious is not a good thing to say about us. It means that we're deceitful, <coughs> treacherous, untrustworthy. Second of all, a man of Marc Francois's girth does not know very much about amphetamine sulfate, I would uh, <laughs> testify. He's not the Brexiteer of the Week, though. Padmini Nisanga is also not the Brexiteer of the Week, but she's come very, very close. She is defending her uh, seat on Kent's Swaleborough Council in May. She's a UKIP councillor at the moment. And she's been criticised for a Facebook post in which she called Remainers traitors and she said that we should face the death penalty. Uh, and in previous uh, Facebook posts, apparently, she has said that um, uh, Remainers should be chased with machetes, which I, I think is quite a little harsh. Um, <laughs> the BBC tackled her on this. Uh, she said, it's a democracy and if people don't agree, they don't vote for me. I'm very outspoken on Facebook, but that's because I'm very patriotic. Um, The post in which she said that we should all face the death penalty, one of the things it said was, we got Remainers, more than half of them are foreigners, where are our English people going to live? And Padmini uh, Nisanga is originally from Sri Lanka. Yeah. That's interesting. But the Brexiteer of the Week is Roger Helmer. Yay! Uh, our mate Roger. <clears throat> it's certainly not the first time he's been. He's back, back, week. back. And uh, what is going to be the, the tactics of the Brexiteers in the forthcoming uh, local and European elections? Well, Roger Helmer, former MEP, famous for once being photographed resting his eyes in the EU Parliament, he said, um, I intend to go to the polling station and write Brexit in big block letters across the ballot paper. Uh, and uh, that's quite something, isn't it? And brilliantly, he then posted a picture of how his ballot paper would look. Brilliant, yes. And uh, it had on Theresa Tusk, the Conservative Party. Oh, It funny. had Jeremy Junker, oh, the Labour Party. I, I love the way and, that he's using alliteration And here. who do you think who do you think represented the Lib Dems? Oh, um... Uh, Vince, Vince Verhofstadt, as, oh. as, as you rightly say, representing, and he crudely scored, he crudely scrawled Brexit yeah. across it just to show his followers what they should do. He didn't. It, it looked like he'd used pen rather than his own stool, which I found. I like, step in the right direction. Quietly disappointing, <laughs> but maybe when it comes to the big day, what's that man doing behind that curtain? He's been in there quite a while. Uh, <laughs> 
So one to think about there, Roger. But it's amazing, isn't it? And of I course, this just, just his trousers around his ankle. Are you just, all right in there, sir? You can see that sock suspenders. Um, and it is remarkable, isn't it? Because Piers Morgan, of course, has said that if we have a people's vote, I will never vote in another election or referendum again. And Daniel Hannan, the brain of Brexit, has said that the correct response for any lever to a new poll would be to refuse to sanction it with our participation. So, in short, their tactic of the best way to deliver Brexit is not to vote for Brexit and let all of us vote for Remain. If only Huddersfield Town had thought that before the Premier League season, they could have not played any games. They'd have been undefeated. So, Roger Helmer, trousers round ankles, is the Brexiteer of the week. <laughs> what should the listener do right now? If you like our work, and frankly you should, uh, go to work. steadyhq.com. <laughs> work? You've just read out a tea towel for the last hour. <laughs> work? Steadyhq.com, search for the new European, and you'll be able to uh, join our crowdfunder and keep going our... A fight against Brexit. We are getting closer. I think this has been a good week. We are. It's We're been getting another, closer. It's been another great Come week. on. Uh, you can go to Facebook. You can join the New European uh, Facebook Readers Group. Um, and you can also like the New European. You can go to the newsstand and buy a print copy of the New European. And this week is a double issue. Yeah. We're naturally not going to do one next week. Despite all the hypocrisy <laughs> at the start of me saying, going on oh, holiday. the MPs are going on holiday. We're going on holiday are you as going well. On holiday? I'm not going on holiday. Well, I will tell you, though, that there may not be a print edition next week. But there will, but there be, will be, a be a podcast. There will be a podcast. Oh, yes, us broadcast journalists. Oh, we, yes. We, we, don't never, take we never sleep. <laughs> and on Twitter, go to at the New European. You can follow me on Twitter as well, at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. Or you can follow me at Porritz, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. There is no New European in print next week because of Easter, but we will be back, as I previously mentioned. However, the bumper Easter edition is out now. Go and get it. It's full of politics, full of Brexit, but it's also got tons of arts and culture as well. There's lots to be going on with while you're having your long weekend for Easter. All that is left for me to say now is have a nice week. And here is Mr Campbell and his trusty bagpipes. This time, alas, not live. Here you go.